The advertising space in the podcast industry can seem really overwhelming and unachievable for most podcasters. So that's why I had David Ehrlich of Podgo, which is actually now part of Advertised Cast, to dispel those myths and give us the 411. That way you know what your options are, where to start, success tips, and what's going on in the industry. So let's take a listen. Howdy, welcome to the Leverage Your Podcast Show. I'm your host, Lindsay Phillips of smoothbusinesspodcasting.com. My goal here is to help you leverage podcasting to skyrocket your visibility, authority, and business by sharing insider secrets from podcast industry experts who have created a successful business through podcasting. So let's learn about advertising. Hey, I'm super excited to have David Ehrlich on with me today. Um, I mean, I've been in the podcast uh, arena for a long time. I certainly don't profess to know everything. And monetizing and advertising is one area that I'm just like, mm. <laughs> I just want to <laughs> refer to somebody else. Um, so I've been looking to have someone on the show for a long time. It came across Podgo. And of course, I've heard of AdvertiseCast.com uh, as well. And seeing as you're the director of uh, publisher success at AdvertiseCast, um, I was really thrilled to have you on and kind of help me and the audience <laughs> navigate this space. Yeah, Lindsay, thanks so much for having me on the show today. Uh, so like when it comes to podcast advertising, I don't know which one to ask you first, like what types are there? Are there any like <laughs> myths about podcast advertising? Yeah, like, I mean, conception so versus many... reality. <laughs> exactly. I think the conception versus reality is if you build it, they will come. There's so many podcasts out there. And you have to realize only 1% of podcasts average over 37,000 listens per episode. And the stat that I like to quote is only uh, 500 podcasts generate 50% of revenue in the podcasting industry. That's so crazy. And that's the thing about it. That's the top 500 podcasts. But on the other hand, if you and I, when we finish this podcast, no matter who you are, when, when you're listening, when you press publish to your RSS feed, it is alongside all of those top 500 podcasts, every major network, every major celebrity, every major brand, so when you're talking about your audience, one listen equals one listen, because no matter what, you're going to the app, you're going to, mm. you know, your, uh, your podcast that you subscribe to, or you just found out about. So one listen equals one listen. And that's the cool thing about podcast advertising is, you know, whether you're a major brand or a major celebrity or, you know, have a major show, or if you're just starting out, your listener is listening to your podcast the same way. So for an advertiser, it is equated to uh, the same. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I wouldn't have, uh, to me, I'm kind of like, if you're not the top like elite and you're you're not getting you know a million downloads per episode, then you're fat out of luck when it comes to monetizing and advertising. Like, I think a lot of people think that, either that or the opposite, right? They're like, oh, I, I just built a podcast, so I'm gonna like monetize and make millions. Exactly. I think that that's, we see a lot of the latter where people are like, I, I have 20 listens, so where's my money? I know. Uh, I think that, yes, one listen is one listen, but also maybe if you're not at 5,000, 10,000, 50,000 listens, maybe you have to drop your rate. 
Uh, Advertised Cash mm. just released a report uh, this month that the average CPM is $25. Uh, CPM mm. is cost per melee, cost per thousand. So that's a, a marketing metric. So gotcha. people pay per thousand listens. So oh, that's kind okay. of what you're seeing in the market. Gotcha. And so just so we kind of understand, because I think there's misconceptions too on what podcast advertising even means. Um, what different types are there? Like how about, like what are, what are our options, I guess? Yeah, so kind of the way that it started was with baked in ads. And I think that what really, I mean, obviously podcasting was around for a while, but Serial and their campaign with MailChimp really skyrocketed podcast advertising into the public eye because that was so successful, but it was baked in. And baked in means that it's in your file, it's in your RSS feed, it's never going to go anywhere, Mm. it's there. So the next one is then dynamically inserted. So a dynamically inserted ad is something that a lot of the host providers now provided. Uh, Sometimes it's with an upgraded plan. Some of the hosting services have it, some don't. Libsyn does have it. Uh, Short plug for Libsyn there. (laughs) I use Libsyn. What you're able to... (laughs) There we go. And what you're able to do is you're able to kind of have an ad break and then insert your ad. So let's say you're doing a holiday campaign. It will only run around that holiday. Mm. And then you can put ads into your back catalog. So if you have evergreen content like this, because it doesn't matter if you're listening to this live or in a few months, you know, this is evergreen content. You can then back uh, sell your catalog. And then you also have programmatic. So programmatic is maybe that studio produced ad that goes into either an ad break or a pre-roll uh, spot as well. And then obviously there's pre-rolled ads and mid-rolled ads and then credit ads. And then to add on top of that, there's also the host read ads versus studio produced or producer right. uh, you know, read. So there's a lot of different ways to slice and dice podcast advertising that sometimes okay. can be overwhelming for a podcast it does be, feel like, overwhelming. where do i start uh but obviously you know host red is the one that has has come to dominate the industry because it makes sense that podcast advertising is so effective because of host red advertising because right. you know it, it's that choice plus immersion you're choosing to listen to this podcast and you're immersing yourself in their content so today when you listen to this show you're choosing to listen to Lindsay because maybe you someone recommended her show maybe you listened to a lot of these episodes before and you like what you've heard uh, in past con you know episodes but when you recommend something to me mm-hmm. I I've listened to you I, right. I know you as my host right like I know that if you recommend something I'm gonna go try it out so when you say check out this product you know I'm listening to you in my headphones I've listened to you forever it's like I you know people have these really intimate relationships with the podcast hosts that they listen to their their shows because it feels like you're talking to your friends that's why we yeah. all love podcasts and there's also this, this strange dynamic where if you in any other medium you're on social media you're scrolling you see an ad it's like almost a little creepy that they're able to target you and say I know that you clicked on this pair of shoes and not only that pair of shoes but the blue ones on this site and I'm going to redirect you to that and you're like you know that's kind of crazy but so you just keep scrolling but on podcasts uh, there's this, this this relationship between the host, the advertiser, and the listener where the listener actually approves of it. You know, a lot of podcasters are worried, I don't want to do ads because I feel like I'm selling out. We hear that a lot. Uh, we hear that a lot from podcasters of, I want my content to be pristine. I don't want my listeners to go away. 
but listeners understand it. And I think that the best yeah. ads ads are, are everywhere. But the best ads are integrated well into the content. Yes. Right. So today, if you had a, an ad, you know, uh, we don't have an ad for a monetization service, but we're talking about one. But if you had an ad uh, for, let's say we're talking in our microphones or something relevant to your podcast or even relevant to your content that you can weave into, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the story of the, your episode, you're able to keep your listener engaged. You're able to say, yeah. hey, you're listening to this content and, you know, the, the best host read ads are, are able to, you know, especially on comedy podcasts. I love how they, you know, make some jokes in the in their ad reads uh, and you're able to, you know, pull your listener in and not have that cheap, you know, sellout feeling uh, that, you know, some podcasters are worried about. That makes sense. And it feels more like an endorsement and like a natural conversation that like, I'm just recommending something to a friend of mine. It's kind of like that same vibe, but I don't even mind listening. Like if I'm listening to a podcast, it doesn't bother me when there's a pause in the middle of it. And there's like, you know, this is brought to you by blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm like, okay, I know it's going to be 30 seconds. And sometimes it might be relevant to me. And if it is perfect, right? Um, but I think that when, when it's studio produced, sometimes you uh, lose that edge. But I think that everyone loves host read ads because you're listening mm-hmm. to this person talk. You're yeah. choosing. The, the, the listener is choosing to listen to this host. It's not like if I'm swiping on social media and I see a random right. promoted post from someone I don't even follow, I'm like, who is this? Why is it yeah, being yeah. promoted to me? But if I hear an ad in a podcast I listen to, I'll be like, okay, this person – you know, approved this brand to be on their show. Let me, you know, or my, my phone's in my pocket or on the counter while I'm cooking and I can't get to it to skip it. (laughs) I know. Right. So just, I want to make sure I understand this accurately. So I understand the dynamic ad role where it's kind of like, it just, I'm assuming it just slides in at whatever minute you say to on like all the episodes or can you pick only so many episodes or new episodes? Like how much flexibility do you have for those dynamic ads? Well, it's also how the, the advertiser is buying it, right? Uh, A lot of times. So people love the advertise cast and advertise cast helps so many indie podcasters because the sales team uh, over here has the relationships with the ad industry and the media mm. buyers and so because of that, you're not going as one podcast, you're going with the whole weight of advertised cast behind you. Oh, and I get it now. Exactly. Because it's almost, you know, this aggregation of, hey, advertised cast represents so many podcasts. Right. And now with Podgo, you're able to have, you know, shows of under 5,000 listens, which is now being called the Emerging Podcast Program. So the Emerging Podcast Program allows podcasts with under 5,000 listens to also, you know, be thrown into that pool of, hey, you know, also see if you can get me any ads as well. Right. Uh, And so if an advertiser says, you know what, we only really want current content. We only want new episodes. And not only that, we want a different ad read on each episode. Then maybe you can't do your backlog catalog. But some shows... Like I was saying, a lot of the ones that have evergreen content, um, a lot of times it's true crime uh, or, you know, a movie review podcast. If you're doing a movie review podcast, that movie isn't changing. Or if you're doing classic movies, it's not changing. 
So then you're able to, to go and yeah. say, Hey, I'm selling my back catalog. So many nuances. Um, yeah. So like, let's say someone has had a podcast for a year and they've kind of like, they've been there, done that a little bit. What is a good place to start? Is there like the right, like a certain type of advertising that's a good place to start or, um, yeah, is there a right way and a wrong way? Yeah, I'm definitely going to be biased here and say that looking at advertise cast is a great first step. Uh, but I think people also underestimate, underestimate their ability to go out. And maybe you're not going to go out and sell to a Fortune 500 brand, but maybe the pizza place around the corner is mm. looking for something, especially if you're doing local content. Right, right. I see, especially, um, I see some small sports podcasts. So if you're covering your home team, you know, maybe, okay, you're not getting listens from across the world, but strangely enough, a lot of your listens are coming from not only your state, but your city. Yeah. So if, if you're seeing that, you're like, wait a second, if all my listens are coming from my city, then I can go out and maybe sell this to local advertising because, hey, that's something that the big guys can't do. They can't go to these mom and pop shops. No that have never even thought about podcast advertising because it's so unachievable for them. Uh, Cause you know, to do that at a, at a major brand, you know, that makes sense. Cause if you're a global brand, of course, podcast advertising makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so I think that people also under, under, underestimate what value a small listening has. So oh, if okay. you're going to go into the town square today <laughs> and 500 people were standing there and you were going up on your, you know, your box saying like, Hey, I'm talking to all you guys right now. If you were in an auditorium talking to 500 people, 500 people is a lot of people. Totally. And when you get 500 listeners on your podcast, sometimes people are like, eh, I only have 500 listeners, you know, shows have thousands and thousands of listeners, but 500 listeners is still 500 listens. Like that yeah. can still have value. And maybe and it's not job quitting money. Like you were saying right. that some people think, Hey, I started a podcast a month ago. Where's my money? Maybe it's not job quitting money, but a lot of people spend four to five hours a week researching, recording, editing their show has spent money on a microphone. Yeah. Spend, spend money on editing software, maybe even pay an external partner to, to edit their, their shows. So if you're spending money on this hobby, sometimes it's nice to get some ads, Recoup those costs for sure. Cover the cost. Yeah. That makes so total it, it helps sense. You, helps you keep the hobby going, but you know, maybe not job quitting yet. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like it, it just, it puts you on another playing field. I don't know. Um, I know I thought about it for a long time, but I've never I'm just too fearful of, I don't know, uh, of dabbling in it. Um, now what I know, obviously you're, uh, an agency. And so I, I guess I want you to explain like how that works. Cause some people sort of feel like they have to go out and get those sponsors. And then they're like, you know, do I have, what stats do I have to give them? What, what sales pitch do I have to give them? You know, what do I even ask for to have them um, have an ad? And it just feels like there's this overwhelming uh, load of to do if you are doing it by yourself. So what is that difference, I guess? So an advertised cast is kind of uh, right now there's two routes. Okay. Um, traditionally, advertised cast has worked with shows over 5,000 listens per episode. Uh, so I'd say when you get over 5,000, you're able to have a little more white glove service where, you know, you'll get onboarded onto the platform, 
have a little more information provided around what type of ads you want, what you're looking for. Definitely as more information you can provide, the better information on the host, information mm-hmm. about your demographic, information about your listeners. Uh, that's always great stuff to have, especially when you're going into a sales meeting. Absolutely. And on, the, on the other side, there's also this uh, emerging podcast bundle. Like I said, it came over with the acquisition of Podio, where if you're under 5,000, mm-hmm. and a lot of podcasts are, you're able to apply and you're kind of sold in the aggregate bundle of gotcha. all the shows. So if you're under 5,000, if you're thinking, well, I can't apply because my show's not big enough. Well, you do qualify as an emerging publisher. Uh, and as an emerging podcast, you're able to join the, the program where, you know, you are also 100% in control of what brands and products are promoted alongside your voice. I think a lot of people want to make sure that, you know, because like we were saying about that sellout feeling, they don't want to accept a campaign that's too off from their podcast, mm. right? Like you want it to be in line with what you're thinking. Right, or maybe that makes it's sense. A product you don't, yeah, if it's a product you don't endorse and all of a sudden you're like, why am I going to add, you know, yeah. ad for this? You know, you, you know, your, your content best. Yeah. It's like me having an ad for, uh, you know, protein bars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have nothing to do with health or fitness and it would be like, wait, what? <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. No, but you're, you're talking about, you've thought about it before. You know, validation is a big thing in the podcast, uh, advertising spot, especially for beginning publishers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I'm talking a lot towards the the minus, uh, I mean, not the minus, but towards the, the shows that have under 5,000, there's definitely, you know, there, there's definitely a lot of money to be out there for above 5,000. But when you have a small podcast and you're not making that job quitting money, that validation is big to say, hey, I got a, an ad today. I spent all this time doing my podcast and I got an ad. I'm a, yeah. you know, quote unquote, real podcaster, even though you're a real podcaster just by publishing to the RSS feed. Oh, totally. But it's different, right? If you're around the, the dinner that table. That perception, right? If you're around the dinner table, you get to say, I had an ad this week for this, uh, for this company. Yeah, that is so cool. Um, now, when someone kind of goes to advertise cast or, or starts in the advertising space, what are some good expectations or goals to set for yourself? Because I know when you have no expectation, you have, you just don't know what, you know what I mean? Like, am I going to get a hundred dollars a month or, you know, what, what do I have to put into it time-wise? What should we be thinking about before we even start? Yeah. I think the first thing uh, is always to manage expectations. The sales process is always very slow. To get the first ad sometimes can be a little while, yeah. uh, whether it's a few weeks, but you know, everyone thinks it's going to come within an hour. Oh, really? That's crazy. Well, not within an hour. There's legwork for sure. They feel like it's going to come soon. So I think that's to set expectations, make sure that you know that, you know, the sales process takes time. Uh, and then also if you're, if you've never done an ad read, you know, uh, definitely listen to your favorite podcasters right. or go out and listen to some of the top 10 podcasts to hear what they're doing. And you're a consumer yourself. Like, you yeah. know, if you're listening to an ad and you're like, okay, I like what they did there. I like, don't listen to it as someone that's trying to buy the product or someone that's just listening to the show, listen to it as a host, as a podcaster. Okay. What are they doing here? How are they reading this? How are they including this uh, content or how are they including the content into the ad or, you know, how are they bringing this in? Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and then you can kind of find your own voice. You can find your yeah. own voice in your ads or saying, you know, are you a change up your tone? You know, a lot of people in their first ad read, all of a sudden they're talking like this, all of a you know, this is very much a, a dialect of, Hey, we're speaking. And then they go into an ad like, hello, today's episode is brought to you by <laughs> this. Ad. And you're like the radio voice. Just yeah. What just happened to the host? Like, <laughs> they just get possessed by, yeah. by a robot. So I think it's also, you know, make sure that you do your work of knowing how to read a script or just mm -hmm. knowing what you need to put down for yourself. Uh, I like to think in bullet points. So if I'm doing an ad, I look at bullet points. Mm -hmm. um, I don't write full sentences because I personally know if I'm looking at a piece of paper with a full sentence, I'm going to be ro robotic. That's just how I think. And I like sometimes to just put it in bullet points and just know kind of how I'm going to flow the script and kind of change it yeah. each time. That's a great um, tip. Yeah. Because then you speak or, more naturally, right? Yeah. Or another, another great tip that I've seen is people break at commas, but we actually don't speak in commas. So we speak a little bit yeah. past punctuation. So sometimes uh, a tip that I've seen before is you read all the way through and then actually put slashes in when you take uh, a breath versus oh. taking a breath at the punctuation because a lot of times we just go all the way through even if there's a period we're going to keep talking so right it's it's just an interesting way of finding your own way and everyone thinks differently uh, and that's okay but definitely i would if that was is your first ad read just um yeah you know, go, go in with a little practice even if it's in front of the mirror that is a great tip. And are what are the lengths that people are doing for whether it's ad insertions or the host is speaking it? Is there yeah, like a right time frame and a like too long or? Usually it's 30, 60, and 90. Uh, oh, okay. A lot of times the advertiser will buy, will buy the spot. So oh, an advertiser gotcha. will buy a 60 second spot, which means that as a publisher, as a host, you have to, you know, read, <laughs> read the ad for 60 seconds. Yeah. Um, or, you know, minimum of 50 Absolutely. seconds. For sure. And now what's, what are some of the mistakes that beginner advertisers are doing so that we can avoid them? I think you want to make sure the call to action is clear. Yeah. Um, go to this website, use this promo code. I think you want to make sure that you get the call to action correct, or if yes. you say the brand's correct. Um, I think I've seen, I've seen a lot of small mistakes, which are just a little silly saying the brand name wrong, saying the wrong code. Dang. Um, but that, that's just human nature, I guess. Nerves. That's, that's human nature, but um, it doesn't happen often. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times if that does happen, it's with a very, it, you know, the only time I've seen it is if it's someone's very, very first ad. Yeah. 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 The kind of mistake you do once. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Brutal. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So how do the logistics work? Because like, and I, this is um part of the question that I had from before is that like, if you're baked in and then you have like the ad rolls for whether it's the beginning or the, at the outro or in the middle, um, I mean, you're inserting that audio into your interview audio and then uploading it to Libsyn or whatever your host is. How is that different than baked in? 
So that's if you're doing that, that's baked in. But oh, add, okay, it is an add in, a dynamic add insertion is on lips on Libsyn. You're able to uh, demarcate a add break. Yeah, that part I do get. I just wasn't sure if if baked was different than the actual add insertion when it's like, you know. So it's a it's a little different because the add insert is you're inserting it uh, with the with the break versus. Oh, okay baked in is it's in the rss feed it is in your file so it's in the uh, mp3 file or whatever before you upload it to the exactly so when you have um besides the dynamic the dynamic i totally get but when you have you know you match up i'm assuming uh an advertiser with you like do do you have to create the assets do they create the assets um or is are there variations of so a lot of times you'll when you get an ad proposal, and the way it works in AdvertiseCast is you get included in an ad proposal. Uh, you accept if you want to be part of that ad campaign or not. Sometimes that campaign can come soon. Sometimes that campaign can take a little to finalize. You'll get target air dates. So you'll say, okay, we want this on you know, the 3rd, the 15th, and the 21st of gotcha. whatever month. And then included in that will be uh, you know, a PDF with copy. Uh, with ad copy and that copy can sometimes be a script or more likely it will be talking points. Be sure to say this, you know, that the product does X, Y, Z, be sure to include uh, a little story about your experience with the product. A lot of, a lot of the the ad reads are, you know, experiential. So they want to make sure the hosts get the product as well, especially for the larger shows. So it's like, okay, what's your address? We're going to send you it. Make That's sure you awesome. use it. Talk about how you liked it. For the smaller shows, sometimes um, they're not giving products. So for any Fair small enough. shows, I apologize if you're listening. But for the larger shows, of course, uh, yeah. you want to send them the product because that makes sense. You know, you want to make sure that they do a read of saying, "Hey, this is I used this yesterday, and uh, I want to let you yeah. know my experience using it." And then they'll say, "Use the call to action." You know, code X Y Z. Go to the website www.company.com. So they don't actually send like an audio that they've like produced per se. And then you insert that into your, because I have heard those before. So if you, so what that is, that's called programmatic advertising. So those ads that are inserted are called programmatic and Libsyn is uh, soon to release a new programmatic, uh, very exciting offering soon for uh, publishers and what that is, is if you're a podcast, you can say, I will accept ads at the beginning of my episode, but don't include me for, and you can click what categories and what type oh, of okay. ads you don't want to be included. I don't want political ads. I don't want, and you can say whatever else you yeah. want. And then you don't have to do anything. So you just sit there and at the end of the month or 30 to 90 days, you'll get you know, money deposited into your account saying like, hey, this ran on your podcast, but you'll never know what ads run on because, oh, okay. you know, right. So we listen to the same episode. It could be different because sometimes it's geo-targeted. Oh, so based, I didn't realize in, you could get that granular. That's uh, interesting. Podcasting. And, and right now it's, it's uh, very interesting what's going to happen because uh, Apple is changing their privacy settings to make it a little more <laughs> private. No, and in a good way for consumers, um, yeah, harder for advertisers because the you know you're. you're I always root for the marketer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. So, you know, as a marketer myself, it definitely presents challenges. Mm. Um, and if you look at it from a marketing standpoint, the digital ad spend has become so uh, efficient because it's cheaper and you're able to have, you know, really, really, really targeted capabilities. But with that, the consumer is more inundated with ads. Yeah. Right. When you're on any social media or any search engine, like you're getting a lot of ads served to you. And so if you're when you're on podcast, a lot of times, what do you get? Three, maybe four ads. Like that's maximum. If a podcast has four ads, that's a lot like, to me. That's a lot, right? So most of the times, you're you might even be the only advertiser. So uh, podcasting definitely presents an amazing opportunity for the marketer, right? Because you're getting to the podcaster, and they're also listening. Yeah. Right? When I'm scrolling, I'm like Focused. half paying attention. Absolutely. You're in someone's ear. You're in their ear telling you about the product. Um, and I, I, I've bought too much stuff off the podcast advertising myself. That's awesome. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> some, some of them, I, some of them, I sold the ad spot to. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. That's so cool. Um, what are you seeing in the industry before we close up? Like changes that are coming up or trends. I think that what I'm seeing in the industry is people think that podcasting is a mature industry, but I think that it's still the wild west. I agree. And although it's definitely more formed than a decade ago, because there's more uh, publishers in the space, mm -hmm. there's also more listening players in the space. Uh, there's also more money coming into the space. And more businesses in the space. More businesses than ever in the space. Uh, but you're also seeing brands come in for the first time. So yeah. with these new advertisers coming in, they're just learning about, okay, how do I efficiently do a podcast ad? What do I put in my ad copy? How do I get hosts on board? What do you mean that, you know, this podcast is good for me and this is it. So they, a lot of marketers are still trying to figure out the best way to go about their business um, using podcast advertising. And I think that for small podcasters out there, there's more opportunity than ever to go out and monetize your content. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, I'm, I'm bullish on, on Libsyn and AdvertiseCast really yeah. helping out uh, podcasters. I think that Libsyn is doing an amazing job of especially with the new Libsyn 5 that was announced. So if you use Libsyn, you've seen the new UI on the, on the website. Yep. And uh, for AdvertiseCast, you're really able to, you know, as an indie podcaster, uh, go out there and without having any relationships use the yeah. relationships that advertise cast has and the amazing sales team has to sell your your inventory it takes the stress out of it honestly and the time and the effort thank goodness <laughs> yeah because yeah. it's intimidating um so yeah so so great to have you and uh and that you're partnering with with libsyn um all of my launches that i do with my clients they um, automatically sign up with Libsyn because that's what I use. So bonus. Amazing. There we go. <laughs> I know. Now I just now I just need an affiliate account. <laughs> <laughs> I think that we can call that a, a host endorsement. Yes, exactly. There you go. <laughs> that's awesome. So thank you so much for these tips. Um, my brain is uh, exploding now with the what I should be doing. Um, so how can people get started? Where should they go to dive in? If you don't already have a podcast, definitely look at Libsyn as a hosting provider. Yes. And if you do have a podcast, 
whether you have, you know, under 5,000 listens mm-hmm. or over 5,000 listens, if you're brand new to the game or have been podcasting for years, check out AdvertiseCast if you're looking to sell some of your ad inventory. It's definitely a, a very useful tool for publishers yeah. to be able to go out and keep the hobby going or keep yeah. your passion for, for what you're doing uh, going. That's awesome. And it makes it more accessible and easier and less, um, less nerve wracking to navigate. So thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. It's opened up my eyes and helped me understand it a little bit better. Yeah. Um, you know, before we, before we go, I don't, you know, I know we're still recording, but, uh, yeah, if you have any questions, uh, for yeah. me, you know, feel free to, to reach out. Uh, you know, I'm here to be a resource for you and your community, uh, thanks. on podcast advertising. So Awesome. Yeah, I'm appreciate here it. To, to help here for the here for the podcasters. I, I'm yeah, a small podcaster myself. So um, maybe next time I'll tell you the story about how we how I started Podgo and everything about the acquisition for, yes. for a follow up episode. That would be interesting. <laughs> the inner workings, absolutely. Thanks so yeah, much, I can David. Talk more about the the podcast business as a, as a whole. Yeah, versus just uh, advertising. I know, right? It's its own ball of wax. Awesome. Oh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Lindsay, thank you so much for having me on. And uh, yeah, I look forward to, to listening to this episode back. You bet. And that is a wrap for this episode of the Leverage Your Podcast Show. What is your next step? Head to leverageyourpodcastshow.com to listen to more episodes to get more insider secrets. And if you are now itching to take advantage of the power of podcasting and launch your own podcast, be sure to grab my free launch guide at launchyourpodcastguide.com. We'll see you soon.